That's the promise that when we hunger and thirst after him, that all he does is want you to be filled. He wants you to be filled. And I just see a fresh um, wave of God's presence and his spirit coming over you. It's like a waterfall. It's about to wash you even now in a fresh way. It, it's like there's an IV. God's just pumping it right into your veins right now. Won't you receive it? Won't you receive it? Won't you receive it, Father? We thank you for Janelle, Lord, and the visitation, this Zacchaeus visitation of going to Janelle's house today. Father, we bless her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare, Lord, a shift over her life. That in this moment, that in one moment, something would shift over her life. Lord, we declare confusion has to go. Lord, the fogginess of the mind has to go. Father, we declare dreams. Father, will become clear. Lord, we declare she even sleep in the night. Father, that Lord, rest would come over her in a new and powerful way. Lord, we call her body into alignment. Father, the things that there aren't an answer for, the, the, the things that she just decided to tolerate, Father, even her in her physiology, Lord, things, I just declare, body come into alignment right now in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, Jesus' mighty name. You don't happen to have like, a, like an acid reflux or some type of gut issue? Yeah, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Father, we just say, Lord, let her stomach clear up right now in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, the, the foods, Lord, <laughs> Lord, the foods, Lord, the, there's allergies, things, the dietary restrictions. God, we ask that freedom would come to her, Lord, in her body, Lord, it would function the way it's supposed to in Jesus' mighty name. Acid reflux, go right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we declare the pleasure and the joy, Lord, of being able to eat the foods that she loves, Father, that, Lord, she would not, Lord, um, uh, uh, just resist, Father, even those moments that, but Lord, that heaviness would go and joy would come. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Father, we bless Janelle. Let's all just extend our hands to Janelle right now. She's never going to be the same again. Father, we declare it. We unite as a family and we say, you're never going to be the same again. One more time. You're never going to be the same again. Father, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Janelle, you feel anything in your stomach when we're praying by chance? Is there any sensation that you're feeling in your stomach? Or Yeah, is there any movement, activity in a positive way? <laughs> You know, so when we pray, oftentimes people have a physical sensation. Or they may just feel peace, they may feel warmth, or may feel something cool. Was there anything like that that you were experiencing as we were praying? Laughter. Joy is a great sign. <laughs> so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that something's happening right now. We just acknowledge your spirit and declare something's happening. And so, Lord, we partner with that. We say yes to that. Lord, and we celebrate, Lord, that you're always doing more than we understand. So we receive that right now for Janelle. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. We bless her. Come on, Michael, share your testimony here real quick about what the Lord did last week. So um, last week, something shifted here. Um, I don't usually weep during the whole worship. If I couldn't stop crying. And um, I work a while, internet and phone, it's... Uh, been challenging the last couple of months on the streets 
with businesses closed and things going on with COVID. And it's been some of the worst months we've had. But this past week, it's just been like things chasing me down. I just kept telling Joanne, I can't, I can't. something shifted. And we were in praise and worship. The Lord said to me, I'm going to open some new doors for you. And when we were praying and Nick and Kathy came up, and those exact words came out of their mouth. And I started weeping. And I had to explain to them. And I don't usually do this. But I'll tell you, God is doing something in our house. You better hold on to it. You better grab a hold of it. Because Drew has kept saying last week, I'm alive, I'm alive. And I, I said that probably a thousand times this week. I kept listening to your message. And I, you know, take the MP3 player and just back it back up. And over and over again. And something has changed. Dramatically. And the mindset. I just want to give somebody hope just to connect with what you there is so much hope. There's glistening hope. There is so much hope. Don't you ever give up. Don't you ever, ever give up. Because if I had, anybody had a reason to give up, I did years ago through drugs and everything else. And my life was a mess. But boy, look what the Lord has done. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now. If you're in the room, you just, you just needed, you need a shift. You're like, you know what, what Michael just said, I, I need that level of shift right now in my life. Just, just grab hold of that testimony right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the dramatic shift. Lord, the crossing over into new seasons, new places, new things. That, Lord, things that felt laborious would become easy. <laughs> Father, things that felt... Uh, Father, stressful would become peaceful. The things that felt like they were in lack would begin to multiply. Father, we declare it. And we receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We declare it and we receive it. Thank you, Lord. Aldolfo, I have a word for you. Are you still in here? Yeah. You're, you're sitting behind the powerful Janelle over there. So <laughs> anybody want to work? Come on over here. Um, during worship, Wyatt was over here, and he was on, his, on Scott's phone, and he was watching, you know how the little kid, how kids like, um, your boys probably do this, they'll like watch someone else open a gift and play with it. Do your kids ever do that? And I'm like, why would you want to watch somebody else open a gift and play with it? Like, that's so weird to me, right? And God said, it's because he knows that I am a respecter of no persons. And if God can give that kid a gift and he can play with it, then he can give it to you too. And he showed me you, Aldolfo, and he showed me how well you celebrate God giving other people gifts. And I just feel that God is bringing you back into a season where he's going to remind you of all of those people that you celebrated giving gifts to, him giving gifts to, and just that joy is going to bubble up in you, and it's going to attract 
more joy and more joy and more joy. And all of the things that you've been asking God for, wondering like, can God really give me that gift? He, he wants you to remember him giving other people gifts and how he's going to give them to you. And so, I don't know, I'm just really excited for you. He just highlighted that to me and he's just showing me like what what a good celebrator you are of other people and how he wants to celebrate you. So, more joy. So good. Let's just stay in the hot corner. Kristen, come on. I just, uh, even as, as I was ministering Janelle, I just felt such light next to Janelle. And it was, and it was coming out of you. And, and I just feel like the Lord is, um, that uh, there, there's a lighthouse anointing on your life. And that it's, it's going to represent, I, I feel like I saw the Lord literally turning a key and the door opening, almost like open for business. This kind of idea in the lighthouse. The lighthouse is open for business, which means that there's gonna, there's a harbor, there's a, there's safety, there's there's a place to navigate that will allow people to know how they relate with the season of life that they're in. And and I, I don't know I, um, th there's, I don't know what the desires or the dreams specifically are for your life for ministry and commerce or enterprise, but I feel like that there's a there's a business of doing ministry that's about to, to open up, like the right path to do that. Like you're gonna make money by doing your purpose. And, uh, and so I don't know if you've already started something like this or you're working towards it, but I just really feel like there's a, it, like it's all coming together. And you've been prepared and trained in the church and, and you've had other jobs and other opportunities and doing other things, but I just feel like it's, it's the, there's a convergence that's coming over you. And, uh, and so, uh, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, for the steps, Lord, that you're showing her, Lord, her lighthouse enterprise. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for, uh, the opportunity, God, that you're giving her, uh, Lord, because you trust her to communicate and to send light signals to those who are in darkness and navigating a storm. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, that, uh, Lord, she's getting an upgrade in her light bulb. <laughs> that, Lord, you're giving her just a few more mirrors. Lord, you're giving her a little more wattage. Lord, you're giving her a little more height. Lord, you're giving her a little more strength. That, Lord, and even when the storm would come in land, that, Lord, the storm would not take down the lighthouse. Father, I thank you for the sure foundation. Father, I thank you for what you've done in her life. And, Lord, what you're about to do. Kristen, it's a new season. It is a new season you're going to do new things. You're not going to do the old thing. You're about to do something completely brand new. And I see you shaking your head. This connects, right? Yeah, Father, we bless Kristen right now. Come on, stretch your hands. We bless her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with this word. Lord, she knows in her heart what this is. We get behind it and we say yes and amen in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone say amen. Come on. Bless you. Come on, the Lord is good. Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you for this encouragement. Lord, we thank you for crossing over to new places. That, Lord, you're bringing us all into it. We just continue to say yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. The Lord is good, isn't he? Come on, come on. It's so good. So good. Well, hey, you guys, we got a real treat today. 
Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. We got a treat today. We are going to be having the message from Mr. Scott Fox. Come on, come on, come on. So exciting. You know, I, uh, I, the, my first memory of Scott was actually, I think, at uh, uh, a worship gathering. Is that, that's where we met for the first time, right? Yeah, his chosen, yeah. And uh, we were there. And, of course, Janelle was a part of the house. And then I see this guy hanging around Janelle. And I know Janelle's like, you know, she's a queen and she needs a king. And so I'm a little mindful of that. So I'm like, who's this guy hanging around the queen, you know? And, uh, and so I'm, I'm just like looking at this guy. And you know what I saw? I saw Jesus in his eyes. I saw the compassion of Jesus in this man's eyes. And what I quickly found out was that this man indeed was in love with Jesus and in love with a good father and wanted to blow the lid off of what was possible when we know that we have a good father. I'm so excited for Scott to share with us today. Put your hands together. Welcome Mr. Scott Fox. How you guys doing? Good, so am I. So I won't try to uh, be too long here. We got about 30 minutes till six o'clock, so we'll get too crazy. Uh, but the thoughts that I had for today are the thoughts that I've been walking through personally. So if that's all right with you guys, I'd just like to kind of share my process. Is that loud enough? Am I loud enough like this, or do I need to be like this? Whichever way. Yeah, this is good. All right. So I really wanted to just share my process with you guys right now. Uh, that's what I felt like the Lord was put on my heart. Uh, 13 years ago, I came to know Jesus. I came to know Jesus through addiction. Where's Mike at? Mike was just throwing that out there. He's not here right now. Great. I came to know, do you mind if I stand up here? It's not that I want to be above you guys. It's just, I've always wanted to stand on the stage. Um, <clears throat> so here, here we are. Life is complete. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, uh, I came to know Jesus, and I came to know Jesus through addictions. It was through me crying out to know him in the middle of me being high and he took me on this path and this path has been amazing i've grown so much in the last 13 years even more so in the last four or five years that i've been connected with gen one um, and one of the major things that i think has pulled me through this growth process has been pursuing love in all the areas of my life and so today if i leave anything with you today i want to leave this knowing this passion inside of yourselves to pursue love above all else, right? Paul told us that the greater, thing, the greater thing out of all the miracles in the faith move mountains, all the wisdom that God can give you is love, right? He also told us, he gave us a description of what love is. Love was patient, love was kind, love is not jealous, it's not boastful, it's not proud, it's not arrogant, right? It doesn't seek its own. It keeps no record of being wronged against. It's always glad when the truth wins out. It's never glad about injustice. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. And my favorite thing about love is it never gives up. It never gives up. I can tell you right now in 13 years, Jesus has never given up on me. And so for 13 years, I'm just pursuing the thing that never gives up on me. I'm pursuing love, right? And it's funny that the further I come to this place, I've realized that I've, I've become a lamb that needed a shepherd when I first met Jesus. You guys know this verse. I know you know this verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
right? He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul, right? He leads me in the righteousness, the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Thank goodness I don't have to fear any evil, right? And then this part right here, is, this is the part that we've been, in our house, we've been working on uh, in the last two to three years, I would say. This part right here for us. I prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Or you prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And you've anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I prepare, he prepares a table with my enemies before me. Janelle earlier said it best. Is I couldn't believe she said it. I was like, hey, you're stealing my stuff. What are you doing? Um, she said, take a pie to the neighbor who's got the flag in his yard that you don't agree with, right? Like, okay, so 12 years ago, we'd have been like, that's no big deal. I get along with Bob. He's a Democrat, whatever. He just smells funny, right? Or like, I get along with Judy. She's a Republican. She's a little, ah, but she's cool. Today... It's a little different than 12 years ago, right? Bob over there is the devil because he wants to be a Democrat, right? Julie over there is like crazy, evil, whatever. We got all these things, right? And Janelle said it best as far as I can say, take a pie over to your enemy's house and sit down with them. There's another story in the Bible where I think this happened. There's another really powerful place where this happened. Jesus was hanging out with these 12 guys all the time. You guys ever heard of those guys? Yeah, the 12 dudes, right? There's like 100 or so, but whatever. And one day, they're getting ready to have Passover dinner, and he's like, hey, let's go up and have some dinner. And he goes up to have dinner with these guys. And before he washes their feet, he says to them, he knows, he says this thing, I'll bring it up for you. It's in John, for anybody who doesn't know, John 13. It's this crazy little verse. It says, now before the feast of Passover, Jesus, knowing the hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And during supper, we're talking about the Passover supper, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, and that he, would go, and that he had come from God and that he was going back to God, got up and girded himself to get ready to wash them. The man who was going to betray him, the man he knew that was getting ready to put him on the cross, Jesus reminded himself of this thing. He reminded him of this, himself of this thing. I know where I come from. I know where I'm going back. For me, what I've been learning in these last three years is the essence of love is knowing where I come from. The power behind my ability to sit down with my enemies and love them is knowing where I come from. And where I come from is love. Where I come from never gave up on me when I was smoking crack by myself in Jacksonville, Florida. Never gave up on me. Never gave up on me, even though I'm trying to walk out this life as a sheep, 
messing up all the time, getting off the track, and him having to come pull me back in. Never gave up on me and all of that stuff. He walked this walk out with me no matter what because he knew where he came from and where he was going back to, right? They gave him the ability. They gave him the security. They gave him the strength to gird himself, to wash his enemy's feet, which is gross. Like, ugh, I don't even want to wash my wife's feet, let alone my enemy's feet. My feet, I'm starting to get scales on the bottom of them now. That's what happens when you get above 35. They get gross. It's, it's ridiculous. The other day I was picking them, and I'm like, I hope Janelle doesn't see me. We might have a different marriage after this. <laughs> this is pretty gross. <laughs> we have a hard time sometimes. I get it. I get it. We have a hard time rationalizing our offenses with what love is. But remember that verse that I read to you guys, the one about what love is that Paul said? In the middle of that little poem that he wrote, that love is patient, love is kind. He said this amazing thing. He said this amazing thing, and it's actually something that's said quite a bit in the Bible, but it's not really brought up a lot. And that thing he said is that he keeps no record of wrong against himself. It's funny how the rock of offense, Jesus, was offendable because he wasn't able to be offended. Let's say that again. The rock of offense offended us because he doesn't get offended. And he's asking us not to get offended. He's calling us from lambs into lions. Lambs that get scared when the enemy approaches. Lions that stand in the position when the enemy comes. Position to love thy enemy. Because he's unoffendable. Love covers all transgressions. Remember that one? It's in Proverbs 10. Proverbs 25, 2 is one of my favorite verses of all time. It's the glory of God to overlook. Or it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, I should say. That's how it's said. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's funny how he concealed us in Jesus and then provided for us in that concealment. When you sit down with your enemies and you eat with them, and you sup with them, something crazy happens in your life. Something crazy happens in your heart. It's a shift. We've been talking about a shift today. We've been talking about stepping into something great, something grand, something that's like mighty and godly. There's nothing more godly than a man being able to sit down with his enemies and love them. And stepping into that, I believe, releases the goodness and the kindness of God to follow you the rest of the days of your life. It's the glory of God to overlook a matter. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. Now in John, after Jesus did this amazing thing, this really amazing thing that I got to find again. There it is. Mm. After he washed their feet, he sat down and he had a bite. And this bite that he was giving them was what? You guys remember what he was feeding them at that time? He was feeding them the bread and the wine. This is the dinner they're having. This is the dinner where in all the other Bible books, in Matthew, Luke, and Mark, he says, this is my blood, this wine. Drink it in remembrance of me. 
this is my flesh, this bread. Eat it in remembrance of me. Right? He's feeding them the bread of life and the blood at this moment. And Jesus says this crazy thing to them at this time. John picks it up. I don't know why John picks it up and no one else did. But for some reason, the one that Jesus loved and walked a little further with Jesus, he picked this part up. No one else did. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me right here. And they're all like, Amy, who is it? Who's it going to be? They're going back and forth, right? We know this. And then Jesus said, it's the one I dip this morsel into and hand it to. The morsel he just dipped is the same morsel that he explained as the bread of life. The morsel that he just dipped is the same blood that he just explained that was his blood. I'm giving you this because I am unoffendable. And I come from God and I know where I'm going back to. After Jesus did this, this is the most important part I wanted you guys to hear. Satan enters into him, and Jesus says, now go do what you were supposed to do. Go do what you're going to do. I'm not here to stop you from being you. I'm just here to love you because that's me. Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. God will also glorify him in himself. We have this conversation amongst our community. We want to go from glory to glory. Do we not? Do we not? Right. I want to go from glory to glory. I want to walk out this amazing capacity to be Jesus Christ on earth. And pursuing love will take you there. Paul said, when you pursue love, when you pursue love, you'll end up being captivated by love. Now, I know he didn't say it like that, but let me break it down for you. In 1 Corinthians, he said, pursue love. In 2 Corinthians, he said, I am now captured by love. Something happened from 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, he said, we look into a mirror dimly. We can barely see through it, but when that perfect thing that comes, love maybe, when that perfect thing that comes, we'll know each other as we're fully to be known. He kept pursuing love. By 2 Corinthians, he's now saying, I look into a mirror going from glory to glory. He's now saying that I'm captured by love and I see no man by the flesh but only by the spirit. He's now saying that the God that was in Christ reconciling the world to himself by keeping no record of their transgressions. He's now realized that where he came from is where he's going back to and he's no longer offendable because he keeps no record of wrongs. Against himself. He has now become the rock of offense for the world to trip over. And I hope that we trip some people. Because when I was running, I needed to be tripped. I needed to fall down so he could pick me back up and say, I love you. And when we become that rock, we become that person. And we're becoming that rock. Let me say it this way. Because in our house, we believe that God's doing a work in us right now. In our house, we don't believe this is just a moment. We believe something's happening in us as we hear these words. We believe that Jesus has the ability to shift things that we've been trying to shift for years. We believe that if we open our hearts at the right moment, the right time, God will step in and upgrade your mind and your heart to live and believe like he really is. Could you imagine... 
I remember when I first came to know Jesus, he showed me this picture of me. And I was 13 years ago, just got done being ridiculous with my life. And I'm coming in this, this position. I'm angry all the time. I'm a manipulator. I'm all these bad things that led me to drugs. And I'm not yet the person I'm supposed to be. But he shows me this vision of a man that I can be in the future. I'm like, whoa, dude. That's crazy. That's going to be me. Like, you're no longer going to be angry? The other day, we were sitting down talking about, him and I were talking about worry. And he's like, just wait till you no longer worry anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, you know that, that author, the finisher of faith that you're running after? That person doesn't get offended. Just imagine you actually walked around the world and you didn't have to forgive somebody a hundred times in the day. Like it was just, you were just so Jesus that you just didn't keep record. You didn't have to forgive because you never kept a record. That's what I want in my life. That's why I pursue love. Because I know the thing that hurt me most, more than anything else in the world, was the offense that I carried against other people in my heart. I couldn't have a relationship with myself because of it, let alone with others. My marriage is becoming a hundred times better walking out the idea that I don't have to keep a record of what she does wrong. <laughs> now, okay, <laughs> I'm working on it, right? No, we're not working, we're praying and we're hoping that the, that the Holy Spirit moves in us today. And then when Janelle and I get in an argument, my first response isn't the 10 things that she's done over and over again that I can't keep forgetting about, that I just see her in the spirit and no longer in the flesh. How many want that in their marriage today? Yeah, I want that in my marriage. I want to love her like Jesus called me to love my enemies. It's funny. It's funny how that story for so long was the story of the enemies coming before us and kind of like recognizing how awesome we were and they weren't, right? He put my enemies before me at my table. They're bound before me. They know who I am. And Jesus shows up and does the exact opposite. I'll bow before you and wash your feet. He had enemies in that room. And he fed them the bread of life, the blood. In Proverbs, it says that, um, it says to pursue love in 17, Proverbs 17, it says to pursue love is to overlook a transgression. It also says in there, in 19, Proverbs 19, it says, the glory of man is to overlook a transgression. Let me find that verse for you, because some of you might just want to, you know, read that one up on me. Proverbs 19.10, I believe. Mm. 1911, a man's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it, is, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. We're going to go from glory, overlooking transgressions, to glory, not even able to keep record of the transgression. That's where I want to go. Church is empty because of offense, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. The world needs solutions today. The solution for the world is and has and always will be Jesus Christ. But the mind of Christ works through the love that he gives us. 
And that love comes from God and is going back to God. So we don't have to worry about it. No matter who we love, we just love. Today, I want that love. Do you guys want that love? I want that love. Father God, I just want anybody in here who wants to be unoffendable, who wants to walk in the power of the Spirit of God to stand up right now. Let's stand up. Let's be lions. He made you lay down when you were a sheep. Now he's calling you into the table, and there a lion stands. Jesus, thank you that we're one with you. Thank you that you've made us one with you and that you're changing us into who you are so we can be as you are in heaven on earth. Thank you that you're removing the ability for us to be offended. You're letting us walk as Paul got to walk where he was controlled by love and he no longer saw anybody by the flesh. But he saw them all by the spirit. And we get to be the storytellers of your truth that you are in Christ, not keeping record of any transgressions. I want this in my life, Father. I want this in my life bad. So bad I'm willing to run like I've never ran after anything before, forgetting all that lies behind me, pressing on to the high calling of Christ Jesus. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, the other day we talked about reaching for and grabbing something. When Drew said, let's reach for and grab something, the only thing I could think of was grabbing the man that he promised me I get to be. Grabbing the person that he promised me I get to live as. Not just somebody doing miracles, not just somebody speaking words of wisdom, but somebody loving as Jesus loved me. Today, if that's you, reach a hold and grab that person. If you're not there, run. Run until you get there. Pursue love. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, thank you so much. You guys can be seated. I think it's, uh, well, well I still got seven minutes, so I might as well ramble. <laughs> I saw here King's Wrath is like a roaring lion, and I'm like, well, I'm still a sheep because I'm a rambler. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, Father, we just thank you so much. The other day, I, I got a testimony of this. The other day, I had a, a friend of ours, Janelle, and I know. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me disclosing his name, but I just will for the fact that we didn't talk to him about it. He had a, a couple living with him, and uh, the couple who were living with him had something stolen out of their house from one of the, his daughter's friends that came over. She stole some makeup, this girl that was troubled. Um, and so the girl that lived there didn't know how to respond to it in a way that was what we talked about today. She didn't know how to deal with it, whatever. This friend that I had, instead of like kicking that little girl out of the house and never allowing her back in, took her to the store to buy her makeup. Took her to the store to buy her makeup teaching the girl who lived at the house what to do and showing the girl who she really was by buying her makeup. I don't know how that story ended as far as salvation goes, but I do know that girl didn't live much longer after that. I do know that, but I do also know that for one moment she had Jesus sit at the table with her and feed her the bread of life and the blood. Because anybody at any time would say, that girl's not allowed back in our house. We'll love her from a distance. 
It's all good. God be with her. Would say that, and you'd be okay. We'd be like, all right, we get it. Yeah, man. Shoot, she stole from your house. Ah. You might let her in, but you're gonna like, you're not allowed to go upstairs. You gotta stay down here. <laughs> no. This guy said, I'm gonna take you out and I'm gonna buy you some makeup. Because obviously there's something you need in your heart that was worth stealing for. And I'm gonna fill it for you, even though I know it's not eternal. Whatever you do after that, I don't care. I don't care if you stab me in the back. I don't care if you go sell me out and get me hung on a cross. I don't care if you don't come to Jesus the way I think you should come to Jesus. I'm going to love you regardless. Because I know where I come from. And I know where I'm going back to. And I am love. When I was first in jail. <laughs> Did I tell you I was in jail? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> little things we leave out. Janelle was like, could have told me you were in jail. I'm like, well, we're married now. <laughs> that didn't happen. Of course I told her. Uh, who else was going to bring me money? Um, okay, this isn't a comedy show. Let's get back to it. Uh, so, uh, anyways, I was reading scripture, and I was reading that verse, Corinthians 13. And uh, it's so funny, that verse is like the most powerful thing in the world, and we're just like, everyone uses it for, you know, weddings, and that's it, and we even forget what it says after the wedding. But it's seriously the epicenter of God's heart. You know what I mean? That God is love, and this is what love is. This is who our God is, right? And so anyways, he was saying to me, like, I was reading it, and he, and he told me in my writings, he was like, I want you to write, Jesus is love, Jesus is patient, Jesus is kind. And then he, after that, now I know other people have said this, but this is my story with me before anybody else said it publicly, so it's still mine. He said, now I want you to write, Scott is love. Scott is patient. Scott is kind. This is something he personally told me while I was in jail. And this is the vision I've had of my heart ever since then, that I get to be patient. And I battled Christians for years about that patient statement. You know, you ever said to somebody, don't pray for patience. You ever heard that guy? I told him, go away. I am patient. I better pray for patience. I better pursue patience because it's the character of God that wants to roar out of me is patience. Scott is kind. Ask Janelle. 70% of the time, I'm kind. That's a lot. It's a whole lot. Used to be way less. Way less. Thanks. <laughs> Scott is all those other things. That's the vision God gave me for my life. And that came out of that verse. That same man that did that with that daughter the other day, that girl the other day, had that vision. This is where we come from. This is where we go back to. You guys are love. Bottom line. Am I a child of God? Yes. But I'm also love because I am as he is.